Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is All Saints Day. Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, strap on those running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Zenzelo, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I am Dawn Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. All right, I'm starting this with a bang. Yeah, you are. If there are no saints in the Lutheran Church, why is it still called All Saints Day? Because we are all saints. Oh, man. I miss the actual saints. I don't miss the sacraments I had to give up when I went from Catholic (laughs) to Lutheran, but I miss the saints, which is partly why I love Lent Madness as much as I do. Fair. So fair. They're fun. They are fun. And it's really fun to learn about people who have lived a life of faith. Yes. Stories. Stories that aren't my life. I love those. Yeah. Absolutely. So Lutherans, we do believe in saints. Okay. And we learn from them. We don't venerate them in the same way that the Catholic or Orthodox Church does. Okay. Meaning that we don't believe that we need the help of the saints to be able to talk to God. So you're not going to pray to St. Christopher to help you sell your house or anything like that? You can if you want to. Okay. But Really, you can talk directly to God. Okay. You don't have to go You're through an intermediary. cutting out the middleman. We're cutting out the middleman. Okay. We don't need the intermediary. And we believe that kind of like with the priesthood of all believers, where okay. all people were called into the ministry of God, that to set a priest up higher than everybody else was unfair, un- not good, not healthy. Wait, wait, wait. But in his day especially... It was the priest who was the one who was learned and could read the Bible. Mm-hmm. So how do you get rid of that? By or is giving... this where everybody gets a copy of it in German? Bingo. Okay. And that's where he wanted to take away that separation and say that people should be able to read the scripture on their own. People should be able to access the Bible and come to their own opinions that we are a priesthood of all believers, that you don't have to be chained to the altar in order to be good enough to know what God really wants in your life. I like where his head's at, but that sounds like a recipe for chaos. Well, there was chaos. There was a really big war because of this kind of chaos, and thousands of people died because of it. So you're spot on. Okay. That it absolutely did cause chaos. But a part of that same kind of idea of this leveling and this concept of getting rid of that hierarchical structure or, you know, talking against it, also came this idea that we are simul justus et peccator, that we are simultaneously saint and sinner, that all of us are saints, that we are also all sinners, that we get it perfectly right and we get it perfectly wrong all the time, and God loves us no matter what. So Martin Luther didn't so much as throw the saints out and say they didn't matter as to say they are as we are. Okay. They are children of God. They are examples of living the life in faith. But they are no more than any other human being. So he he wanted to kind of level things out. Okay. So we still believe that there are people who lived incredibly godly lives, who are deserving of honor and paying attention to their story and learning their story. But we don't venerate them. We don't lift them up above other people. And we don't think we have to talk to them instead of God. Okay. So that's the difference. I get the distinction. So let's move on to what is All Saints Day then? All Saints Day is a liturgical day. So this is a day that is not necessarily prescribed in our scripture. Okay. 
This is a worship practice okay. that came about through the practice of the church over the centuries. And so All Saints Day came to be a day where we pay attention to the stories and those who have died. Okay. That in this time, understanding that much of the church, that codifying and the habits of the church and the liturgical aspects were created in the Northern Hemisphere— we know that in this time of growing night time, mm-hmm. where we have more days without the sun or more hours without the sun than with the sun, sure, that oftentimes we spend time thinking about death and dying. It's also getting colder in the Northern Hemisphere and sure. more people die as it gets colder. Trees are losing their leaves. Things are going right. dormant. Absolutely. It's all part and parcel of that rhythm. Again, I will say... In the Northern Hemisphere, because in the Southern Hemisphere, it's getting brighter and brighter. Sure. And it's getting warmer and warmer, and new life is happening because it's spring. So we're going to pay attention to the fact that we're coming from a Northern Hemisphere-centric kind of idea here. So All Saints Day comes along, and it's this day where we recognize and pay attention to the promise that this is not the end. That even though death has happened and we have lost loved ones through the months previous, that that is not where the story ends. That we believe in resurrection. We believe in life after death. And we believe that we are in communion with all the saints of the past. And that that fellowship continues. Okay. Now, is it any random day or is it always specifically All Saints Sunday? It is always November 1st. And then you just celebrate it on whatever the first Sunday after that is? Correct. Okay. Uh-huh. So by November 1st, we're now getting into a relationship with October 31st. For those who are in the Northern Hemisphere and in North America specifically, that's Halloween. It is. It is All Hallows Eve. Okay. Which All Hallows, the hallowing is the making holy. Okay. And so it is the holy evening before All Saints Day. Okay. And I am sure that somewhere along the way in this has some kind of roots in a pagan holiday. Oh, it would kind of have to. There's got to be something back in there. Somebody who's listening, feel free to put it up on Facebook. Mm -hmm. But we've got this day where, in some ways, people talk about the veil being thinner. Mm, Okay. That the space between... The dead and the undead kind of gets thin, and we're aware of death and spirits and things that have gone before. And so on Halloween, on All Hallow Eve, there's a moment where we take this time and we dress up like the evil things or the bad things, the things that scare us, Mm -hmm. or we dress up like people who've gone before, or we dress up in all these different things and we imagine all the stuff, all the spooky stuff, all the ghosts and the things that we can't see and don't understand. But many, 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 many cultures very much believe in and are much more comfortable talking about than Eurocentric white North Americans. Oh, yes. So, it's got me thinking of the movie Coco. There you go. Which was a phenomenal movie. Right. And so all of these kinds of conversations about how that space between our ancestors and ourselves and the world of the living and the dying, all of that throughout all of history, this time has been considered this transparent moment 
And so we have Halloween where we take this time and we think about the scary and whatever. And then we have All Saints Day where we know the saints in brightness are feasting at the table at a feast that has no end and promised that we will get to join them again. Today, there have been a couple of really fantastic posts on Facebook. One of them was talking about the architecture of some of these old churches. Okay. And ours falls right in and it's beautiful. I will probably likely talk about this on Sunday. Okay. Because it talks about how in the front chancel that the altar rails are a half circle. Yep. And on the first Sunday of the month, we have communion at the altar rails and ours is also kind of a half circle. And in many congregations, out in countryside kind of congregations, behind the chancel walls is the graveyard of the church. And again, for folks who want the difference between a graveyard and a cemetery, a graveyard is attached to a church. A cemetery is not. Okay. So the church graveyard is kind of behind the altar. And so if you're in a semicircle receiving communion inside... Then the circle continues outside in the graveyard with the communion of the saints. And they join you at the table as we gather each week and remember this meal that we have been given for strength. That's fascinating. And so we don't have a graveyard here at Central Lutheran and we We don't don't. have a columbarium. We do. Whoa, wait, what's a columbarium? (laughs) A columbarium is a wall or a place where urns and cremated remains can be laid to rest okay or could be a place where cremated remains are placed into the earth okay and so we don't have anything like that here at our facility but we do have a semicircle altar rail and so as we think about who then would that encompass on the other side of that circle i think that's a fascinating and a beautiful image as we go into all saints day and we think about kind of this wider, larger embodying of our faith. Sure, especially as we've gotten more spread out in where we are, because I'm not going to the same church I went to, obviously, when I grew up. Sure. So the people behind those communion rails are going to be very different. But conceptually and metaphorically, it's all-inclusive, correct? I think so. I think it's really interesting. Right now, our congregation is having specific conversations about what does it mean to be rooted in our neighborhood. Okay. And I think if we think about that half circle, the other half of the circle being our neighborhood, then it calls us into different understanding and relationship. That this is a meal for all of God's saints, which includes all the folks out in the world. And how, how are we reaching out? How are we hearing their story? And how are we honoring their story and being present within their story? It's fascinating. Okay, so let's take a look at the service itself. Mm-hmm. How is it different from any other service that would happen on a Sunday? Customarily, and this will depend upon congregation and individual congregational tradition, but oftentimes on this day, there will be very intentionally, a time where names are read aloud. Okay. Oftentimes there's candle lighting involved in it because there's something about lighting candles that feels really good to the spirit. It does. When remembering someone who has died. And so we oftentimes do that. I know Zeller Funeral Home across the street, I don't know if they still do, but in years past they had a special All Saints Day event where they would light a candle for every single person that they buried 
in that year. And they would invite all of the folks that had had someone buried. So that's always on November 1st. That's lovely. And then they would give you the candle. They Mm -hmm. would give the loved ones of the deceased the candle to take with them and remember, remember them through the year with that particular candle. It's a beautiful tradition. Well, there's something about candles themselves that seem timeless. And I think that's part and parcel for what makes it so moving. Absolutely. So oftentimes, depending upon the congregation and how, how you choose to do it, there will be a time of reading names and lighting candles maybe at the beginning of the service. And then oftentimes or sometimes there's another opportunity for people to light candles. Okay. So what we will be doing at Central is we will have the opening Litany of the Saints, where I will read out the names in alphabetical order by okay. last name of the folks listed in our Are book. those only the ones who died in the past year, or do you get free reign on anybody that you've loved or known of who's passed? So we changed this okay. two years ago, I think, here in this congregation. I've done it both ways across my years of ministry, depending upon the setting. In the setting just previous to this one, we did only members of the congregation that died within the 12 months in between All Saints Day and All Saints Day. Okay. And each one of them had their own candle that was lit across the front of the altar. So in that congregation, there was a year where we lit like 18 or 19 candles. Okay. That's all members from within the congregation that died within 12 months. It was really heavy and hard. Yeah. That made it a really hard service to see that many candles across the altar throughout the service. And there have been other congregations I've served where... It could be anyone from your past. Okay. This congregation had kind of struck a middle ground that anybody could submit a name of anyone who had died within the last 12 months. Okay. So they didn't have to be a member of the congregation. They could just be someone that you loved who had died in 12 months. Anyone, any belief, somebody who mattered to you. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then, devastatingly, a name was accidentally left off. Oh, no. Because... Life is busy, and the email didn't get moved. And we're human. And we are human, and it was horrible, and I felt terrible. And so the following year is when we made the change that we will have anyone from the past who is important to you maybe named and listed. And we have a book that is out in the narthex for the entire month of October where people can write the names of their loved one on a card, slip it into the book, and then I will take the day before All Saints Day, I will take that book and I will create the list and put it into alphabetical order of all of the folks who've been placed into the book. And if we get an email in, we write it on a card and we put it in the book. And that way it's not a copy and paste and do we get into the document, we just try to get everything. You're hoping for a little belt and suspenders approach to making sure nobody gets lost and forgotten. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to ask this question partly in light of it being the blessing of the animals recently. Are we strictly talking humans or do you get to love and remember all those who were important to you anyway? That's a good question. And it's come up twice now. This is the second time I've been asked that okay. in the last couple of weeks. I think that this is probably something that could get me in trouble depending upon who's listening or people might really like this. Okay. I understand the power and the importance of pets. Sure. 
And I try on the first Sunday of October, which is St. Francis Sunday, yep. to intentionally, if people watch The Blessing of the Animals or anything like that, they'll see that I always do at the end now because we've had some very precious pets die. Oh, absolutely. Some very important companion animals for individuals who have died in the six years that I've been here. And so I've started doing very intentionally a remembrance of those pets that have died, companions that have died. I was asked this year because someone lost a very important companion animal if it would be okay to include that name in the All Saints Day listing. More so than them being able to light a candle in the honor of Correct. Pet. Okay. Correct. And understanding the role of this companion in this individual's life, I said it was okay. Okay. I think some people might not like that. Well, and that's fair. Pets are not saints. No. Well, and some people are not pet people. Right. And... Sometimes the spirits of animals are real, 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 real sacred. Oh, man. For those who are pet people, pets are family members. It's yeah. deeply and, and it's a different moving. kind mm-hmm. of relationship. I mean, mm-hmm. we, could, we could probably do another podcast on this <laughs> and the relationship that pets have. Because there's an unconditional love about it. And there's oftentimes even more consistency sometimes with pets sure. than there is with members of family. Sure. I don't have pets, but I understand what you're saying. Right. Sometimes Partners come and go, but Mm -hmm. animals stay along for much longer. And there's a consistency, especially for elders who live alone, who have a companion pet. That pet is their company and is their closest individual who is with them and spends time with them on a daily basis and is the antidote to loneliness. Sure. So again, we could do a whole nother podcast on this, but I am not going to be surprised if I see a couple pet names listed this year. All right. That's fair. That's fair. And we talk about all saints and lifting up all these people and remembering them. One of the things as I read the names, because I'm the one reading the names each year, and as I read the names, they're stories, right? They're Mm -hmm. powerful. You you talked about loving to learn the stories for Lent Madness Mm -hmm. and how fun it is to get to hear these stories of these faithful people who've done amazing things and been venerated and lifted up as saints. I think that when we hear the names of those listed, that's what we're also hearing. We're hearing, you know, somebody's great-grandfather, or we're hearing a, a mother or a friend. We're hearing bits and pieces of story, even if we never hear the whole story. But when we hear those names, those stories come into the room with us. And in a culture that so vastly disconnects us from one another and disconnects us from our ancestors, and disconnects us from understanding roots and those pieces that want us to just buy into current contemporary commercial culture. Yep. It's all about the chocolate. Right. It's all about the chocolate. That this is exceedingly countercultural to take time and to speak the names of the dead and to remember them and to hold space to remember their stories. It reroots us. I preached, you know, about, there was a typo. Someone sent me a text message. I hope you're feeling restored, but they mistyped it. And so it came out restoried. Mm -hmm. And that I think is the entire, in some ways, point of having Reformation Day and All Saints Day, these two days of the year, the last weekend of October and the first weekend of November, to restory us, to reroute us in where we come from. And to remember that part of our history and know that it doesn't go away. 
it is within us and around us and through us and informs us even when we don't always recognize it. Sure. It's deeply sacred. I love All Saints Day. It's Excellent. a favorite. It's a favorite day. Okay, that's going to lead me into my last question. Yeah. Because you're talking about the dead and the recently departed, mm-hmm. do you find it hard to make it a positive service or do you just not even feel the need to? Do you just let it be what it is? I lean towards letting it be what it is. Okay. You know, I have a deep passion around people learning how to mourn and people learning how to grieve because I think that we don't let ourselves learn that and that that's dangerous, that we don't know how to do that. And so I think even though it can get uncomfortable and it can sit heavy, that it's okay for it to sit heavy, that it's okay for things to feel uncomfortable or to feel sad. And then to remember that this isn't the end. Mm -hmm. This isn't the end of the story. The other thing on Facebook that I saw was this beautiful like spoken word poem video thing that reminds us that we delve into Halloween, we delve into the scary and the macabre and kind of the odd and whatever and the gruesome and the horrific on that day. And then the next day we proclaim resurrection and promise. It's Easter vigil and Easter day. It's the tomb is closed and the tomb is broken open, right? It's the counterpart to spring's Easter vigil and Easter morning. Okay. Is Halloween, All Hallows Eve, and All Saints Day. And they're powerful and beautiful days. Really fascinating. Excellent. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about All Saints Day. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And thank you all for joining me as you prepare for Halloween and All Saints Day. May you remember that the saints are with us, that our stories continue, and you are loved no matter what.